Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Twelve thirty-three in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Stoffer Inspector coming up for Horse Racing Alberta. Reminding you, the new Century Mile Racetrack and Casino opens up April the 1st. We will tell you on our show that guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, that's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. All right, uh, we got a bunch of texts coming in. We'll get to them momentarily. Uh, I, I still find this hard to believe, though. Um... The criticism never ends. This text comes in. Oh, where did it go? Where is it? It's not the one from Ryan, is it? Getting Leon's deal done before McDavid would have saved us money. Yes, there's nothing wrong with his contract now, and I'm glad we got it done. But smart moves to save a million or a half a million add up. From Danny in Vegreville. Now, Danny, I like you. You know, you've sent some good texts. But are, are we seriously bemoaning the dry saddle contract right now? There's lots of other contracts you could play whack-a-mole with if you wanted. Uh, let's bring aboard Mark Spector, who I've often enjoyed playing whack-a-mole with over the years. Do you remember that game, the, the whack-a-mole game, when you go down, uh, what, what do they call it, the Klondike days? What do they call Klondike days now? By the way, what is it called, Spec? It's like the Edmonton Exhibition or something now. Something uh, K Days. Is it called K Days? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I don't know. K Days. Okay. Okay. What? Well, so whack them all. So what are you getting at, Bob? Where are we going with? Well, this? there's lots Come of on, contracts. Bob, there. Hey, Spec. There's lots of contracts. <laughs> right, right now, do you look a little bit trite trying to pick apart the dry sidle contract and say, well. You know, they, they paid him for a heater. I mean, it, it turned, hey, they invested in a player, and the player continued to progress, and he's pretty damn good right now, Mark. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think the template in Edmonton, certainly, for speculative contracts would be when they signed Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Jordan Everly, all to $6 million yes. AAVs, right? And, yes. And, you know, I'm not sure any of them were worth it on the day of the signing. They had, particularly back then, the, the you know salary cap was much lower. And now we've watched through the years which players have sort of made it to the threshold where you think it's a pretty good contract. And you know, Taylor Hall did very quickly, and that's an excellent deal for the New Jersey Devils. It was a good deal for Edmonton, and I think Nugent Hopkins got there. You know, last couple of years he's been certainly probably a six million dollar guy. I think this year. Uh, 
And I'm going to say that I don't know if, like, the salary caps may be caught up. Maybe Jordan Everly's a $6 million guy now. But as a UFA, this summer, will he get $6 million bucks, Bob? No, um, I guess he's, he gets four to four and a half. Yeah, so maybe that contract never quite caught up, is what I'm saying. And with Leon Dreisaitl, I mean, come on. He's, he's pushing for 50 goals at 100 points. Like, go through, go jump on the line, folks, and, and find all the guys that get, you know, 47 goals at 100 points and see what they make. And this gets 23. Like, this is no you know what, whatever. <laughs> That's going to be one of the best contracts in hockey in a year or two. It, it's already looking, it's certainly not looking like a bad deal this year, Bob. Well, no, I mean, has he surprised you? Well, of course. I didn't think he'd score 50 goals, you know, or, or press for 50 goals. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, I try to stay out of the business of looking at 22-year-old players and saying, this is what they're going to be, that's what they're going to be. I prefer to look at a player who's already there and say, okay, this is what he is. You know, I think Darnell Nurse is my barometer there. We've been hearing about Darnell Nurse since the day he showed up, all the things he can't do and all the places he won't get. And I've always said, I don't know how good he can be, but why are we putting a ceiling on this guy? And Every time I watch Darnell Nurse play, he looks better and better and better and better, right? Yeah. So why are we putting, you know, let's talk about, um, you know, even Zach Cassian at his age, he's 28, he's surprising us. But a 28, 30-year-old player, we can talk about how good he is and we think there's probably a ceiling there. There is no ceiling on young players uh, like that. And we're dumb to put one on them. Sure. And that's, so Dudley says, Bob, if we're going to criticize owners' contracts, I'd say Lucic's is the worst. That comes to us from Dudley. Well, that's, yeah, like Milan would go, hey, I got to, Milan Lucic. contract they got. Right. Milan Lucic would say, I've got to be way more productive than I've been based on that price point, and nobody's more frustrated than Milan about it. Uh, but it's not frustration, Bob. That player's never coming back. Okay. Right? Tom, his Texas show to say, talk about contracts. I think Cassian's worth 1.95 as well. Speed tough and show some hands. And there's one, and you just brought it up, Spec. Four months ago, every team in the league could have had him. This is how flu, like, okay, in the case of Settle. We knew he was pretty good. Did we knew like he's basically performing like a superstar player right now, like a superstar. Like when you're a fifty goal, hundred point player in a season in this day and age in the NHL, those are superstar numbers. Okay, in the case of Zach Cassian, he was available to everybody. In, uh, there's one spec. Uh, we like it's hard not. The, the funny thing about Zach is he wears his heart on his sleeve. Okay, and so. He doesn't, like, there, there's players out there that don't give a crap about what people say. At least they give the impression they don't give a crap about what people say. I get the sense with Zach that he'd be disappointed when there's negative, you know, uh, perceptions about him, right? It, it, like, he, he's just, despite the fact that he's a, a tough guy that's a little bit unpredictable as a player, which, frankly, I like, uh, I, I do think he's sensitive to things. And I got to say, uh, I certainly didn't think that he'd be capable of going on a 25-game run, playing on the top line, and putting up 10 goals and 16 points during that run. Did you? Oh, no. I mean, he's, this is sort of the weird part about him. Like, he's not supposed to be on your first line, right? And I'll, let's let's call a spade a spade. In the 17 playoffs, when he was a third, fourth-line player, he was fabulous. He was an impact player coming at you off the bottom six. And 
he you know signed a new contract and last year he got nothing done in the bottom six he didn't come at you and change any games he didn't produce offensively which isn't a big deal for him but he didn't hit people he didn't do what he did in the playoffs and in the run up to the playoffs it was disappointing so this year he's kind of trundling along and they put him on the first line <laughs> you know so now we're looking at a bottom six guy getting first line minutes playing with first line players most guys can't do that. I mean, I think the most impressive thing for Zach Cashin is, you know, there's a reason that you're a fourth-line guy, because you can't play with those good players. Well, he's found a way to play with the good players. Give him credit. Yeah. You know, does it make him, Bob, a first-line player? Is Zach Cashin a first-line player? No, but what it makes him is it, the $2 million price point. Like, we were having people calling the show in December saying they got to dump that contract because you can't pay well, him $2 million. He bucks. wasn't very good back then, Bob. Right. And now he we're sitting. Good. So he's given you a good couple, few months here. But I guess my question now becomes is Zach Cassian, like, I want Zach Cassian coming off my third line when I have a good team. I want Zach Cassian as a third or fourth line right sure. winger. That's the kind of player he should be. If he can't produce and be effective and bring that game to me at that price point in that slot, don't tell me I'm only good when I'm playing next to Conor McDavid. That's not good enough either, Bob, right? Well, I'd, I'd say in his case, he's it's not just all on McDavid. Like what he's shown here over the last six weeks, it's, it has been. In lar- you know, he has provided a different intangible that wasn't there before spec, and that's yep. what's made it interesting. Hey, maybe Maybe he is a first-line guy. Maybe that's where you play him. Look at, let's look at it the other way, Bob. In today's world, you don't get three superstars on your first line anymore. Right? you got McDavid at 12.5. You're going to have, a, let's say your winger's Nugent Hopkins just for fun at $6 million bucks. You got $18.5 million there. You don't get another $5 million guy to right. play the right side. Maybe you need a guy like Zach Cassian at two. Maybe he's a perfect fit. Maybe he is a first-line player in 2019, Bob. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, Toronto's bounced some guys. Are, I'm sitting here watching who Toronto might be signing. Like, if they get Taro Haros as a right wing, I'm thinking, you know, this is just going to expedite the process for Connor Brown. Well, I'd have time for $2 bucks for Connor Brown on my team based on 20 and 14 goal seasons the last two years. Mark Spector joining us right now. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Spector, let's get to the 30,000-foot question. Okay. Can the Oilers make the playoffs? <laughs> well, it's funny, isn't it? You bang your head against the wall and play all these games and win all these games and get nowhere. And then all of a sudden, last night, you win a game and you make up two full points in the standings just like that. Like, you know, it's, it's like you got to hang around long enough to have that night matter for you, right? And that's what happened to the Oilers. They're hanging around, they're hanging around, and all of a sudden, everybody loses, and boom, five points sounds a lot better than seven. You know, now you go, okay, well, what if in the next, Bob, what if in the next, what have they got left? How many games left for the Oilers? 14? Uh, 13 games left. 13 games. So what if in the next six games they can make up two more points? Now you got seven left for three. Yep. So you go, okay, what if in the next four of that you make up one point? Well, now we've got three games left that we're two points back. You know, so sure it's possible, but they have to, this 500 team has to play 850 hockey for this dream to come true. And that's, that's probably the tough, forget about everybody else, Bob. The 500 team has to continue to play at an 800 pace or something, and that's the part that the skeptic would say can't last. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm going to be intrigued to see how it closes uh, the rest of the way. It's 12.44. We're going to step out. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.46 in Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Stoffer Inspector for the horses. The province of Alberta built on the back of a horse. Century Mile opening up April the 1st. Do you want to tell you can join New West Travel's Dennis Oliberti? By the way, we're going to have a New West Travel group. They're going to meet me in Vegas on Sunday for the Oilers' uh, second of the three-game road trip. Looking forward to everybody that's going to be down there. I'll see you in the suite. But, uh, yes, indeed, Dennis Laliberti and the gang going to Italy and Greece, a spectacular 16-day holiday. It'll take place in the fall, a nine-day tour of Italy, visiting the beautiful cities of Rome, Florence, and Venice. And then you board NCL Cruise Lines for a spectacular seven-night Greek island cruise, including meals, nightly entertainment, a private sunset dinner in gorgeous Santorini, plus parking at the Valley Park at the Edmonton International Airport. They're 50% sold out now. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. All right, Stoffer Inspector, we go. Here we go. Texas at 630, 630 on our Hurt Line Ford. Inspector, we'll get to a couple other topics in a second, including why you're in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, this text comes in saying, Zach Cassian was buried by Todd McClellan. I believe he's always had top six skill, three to four million. Uh, Spectre and many others' opinions are wrong from Lorenzo. Uh, I will say that Zach Cassian is the player under Ken Hitchcock that's probably benefited the most, Speck. Is that fair? Um, well, benefited from Hitchcock. What do you mean? How well, you Ken, Ken likes... Todd McClellan did not see Zach Cassian as a top six player. That is, He didn't play him in the top six. Like, he never deployed him. I don't, I don't see him as a top six player. Okay, you, you, you still don't... You don't see... You still don't think that he can play top six minutes. Well, he's done it for how long? How long has he been on, on McDavid's line? What I'm, okay, do you, let's rephrase it. Do oh, you, no, how, how long has he been on the line for, Bob? You keep track of the line. Since, it's been like three weeks? No, no, it's been almost six weeks. Okay, six weeks. So he, In the last 25 games, he's got 10 goals, and he's got about 15, 16 points. Well, that, I'll tell you what. Like, you know, it's, he's really got an interesting career trajectory. And frankly... We should all probably stop trying to decide that we know what's going on with Zach Cassian. He was picked in the first round. So, obviously, Buffalo saw him as a first line, a top six forward, right? I mean, that's just evident. Right. Never made it. uh, Didn't do it. Got traded out for Cody Hodgson, as I recall, another top first-round pick. Uh, Played some first-line time in Vancouver, but didn't last there. Jumped in with the seas, but he was never right. I mean, uh, we're not telling tales out of school. He had some issues, personal issues, yep. and he got through them. And now I think we've got a completely different person. How about and this, a Mark? Different player. So maybe we should come have a completely new look at Zach Cassian. He's not the same guy. How? And and let's take it another step. How about you can? He's a guy you can play in your top six at times. You don't have to play him permanently in the top six. But you can rotate him. Like, you know what, Alex Chason, it's crazy with Alex Chason because he's had productive moments not with McDavid and Dreisaitl. He's had it's it's like he was the best player on his line yesterday. He made uh, on that Colby Cave line yesterday. Alex Chason was the guy making all the plays. And so there's a guy that, you know, has got 19 goals, and you're saying, well, I mean, if you have those two guys sort of as 
middle six forward options. Sure. And they can contribute. I mean, can you count on those two guys for 30 goals a year as middle forwards? Ooh, 30? Yeah. A lot of goals, man. That is. No, like, no, I mean, 15, I mean, no, Mark, Mark, total. Oh, 15 each. Yeah, 15 each. each. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't mean, I don't mean 30 for either. I, I mean, come on. 30 each. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, oh, I, I, I mean, I have always thought, this. I think yes. The short answer is yes. Cassian's always been a 10 to 12 goal guy. Given greater opportunity and better centerman, he'll give you 15. He's got some hands. He's got a nice shot. And he can skate. Maybe this is like... This is the new NHL. There right? you go, Mark. This and that's the what the NHL. texters are saying. You guys got to wrap your head. This is the, it's not, you know, it, you got tandems and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying, Mark. Well, you spend a lot of money on superstars now, and then you need to surround them with a bunch of good players. And they don't, you know, lines move, and there are tandems, not trios. And, and you know, if, if all, my bulk of non-superstars are all way better players than your group of non-superstars, Bob. My team's going to beat you every night. So, sure, you know, maybe that's what you got here, is a, a guy in Cassian and Chason who are veterans, who figured it out mentally, who know what they are, who are smarter now because they're a little older, and as long as you don't make the mistake of fabulously overpaying one of them, sure, why can't they help your team? I think they can. All right, Mark Spector joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Mark, why are you in Winnipeg? I'm covering the Jets for a few days. We'll uh, uh, Sportsnet will be covering them in the playoffs. Uh, I will be covering them in the playoffs, assuming unless unless they, I'm staying home to cover playoffs in Edmonton, which would be a welcome. How about you know what would be even now? You know what would be even better, Mark, is How if about the, Edmonton and Winnipeg or Edmonton and Calgary, Bob. Well, no, what would be even better is if Edmonton did make the playoffs and you still went and covered the Jets. But I digress. <laughs> Anyway, uh, three really good games in here. San Jose tonight, Boston Thursday, Calgary Saturday. So, uh, you know, the Jets are kind of trying to find it here, eh? They're, they kind of a little bit remind me of Edmonton. Like, Edmonton had their breakout year in 17. They had all that success and struggled to find it the next year, clearly. This team is still, a, you know, they're in first place in the Central, but they're not as quite a solid ball. Things aren't as solid here as they were last year. Starts and goal. Starts in goal, yeah. There you go. They're still a pretty good team. They can score. I mean, how about Ly- what, are, what? What do you think Liney is going to get there? Well, there you go. Like, what, he, what season are we paying him for? Well, he's got 18 goals in one month this year. How many has he got on the season? Has he got 30 yet? I don't know. They don't give you notes here, Paul. Oh, that. So that would require you doing some. L- well, I've got to look it up my computer. Right, I have a set of notes in my hand. The Jets, just for our listeners, the Jets are like the only team in the league that are trying to go paperless so you get to the rink and there are no game notes they're all on your computer i could call them all up but i don't know about you bob but i don't mind having a set of notes in my hand i kind of like how i'm a little bit old school that way yeah. and speaking of old school mark just to wrap up this segment hmm. uh you know and i'm gonna date all the way back to watching the oilers play the new york islanders in the 1983 stanley cup final and wow. and there was a moment where uh andy van Helmond. Uh, was officiating a game, and Brian Trotje was not very pleased with the call <laughs> and got sent to the box. And The mics were great, you know, and very audible. I was watching the game with my mother, and boom. Actually, it was 1981. Blank, blank, uh, Andy. Yep. <laughs> right? And my mom's like, oh, and I'm like, I just started laughing. I'm like, so what? Like, you know what? Like that's Well, but that was 2000. 
know, whatever. No, that was 1981, Mark. And then Trache 1991 was involved uh, in that infamous video uh, with Brian Bellows, uh, where Kevin Stevens and Trache are on the bench. Uh, all right, so now now we've got to the point where, holy cow, who's? Yeah, now we're getting to the point where uh, we're, you know, did you see the incident with Morgan Riley last night? Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Did you think for a second that that, that was two different voices? Because I certainly did right away. To me, it sounded like two different voices. Well, it's impossible to know. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. It's just impossible. The, the, the ambient microphone that picks up that comment could be in the exact other side of the rink. It yes, could it belong could. to the guy. Uh, I think Greg Millen was doing the between the benches. Yeah. So it could have come. Sometimes his mic is up. And then now you're picking up stuff between benches. Morgan Riley's across the ice from the bench. He happens to look over at Brad Meyer and say something yeah. after they, he thought that Meyer missed a hook there. But just because he's speaking to Meyer and that comes over an ambient mic, there's absolutely no way to say that Morgan Riley said that. Like that's there's there's I'm not defending the Leafs here, but there's ten of those ambient mics scattered all over the arena. And they... anybody anywhere who said what was said right so anyways it's just yeah are we going to get to the point where they can't have live mics well that's an excellent question no you know what no bob we should get to the point where they don't use homophobic slurs all right fine but all right, what's next you're not gonna be able to drop f-bombs don't don't go down that road bob no, I, I, no I, I'm, I'm serious like so two guys get in a heated battle Right, and and that's then use you drop an f bomb, but don't call. No one's no one's. But that didn't happen last. Mark, that's the point. That didn't happen last night. That's the point. I think players are way. This generation spec are so much more sensitive to it than any. There's only yeah, sure, sure, you know what? Sure. There's there's only really one group of individuals that you can kind of deride anymore. Do you know who that group is? Fat guys. Fat guys. You can make fun of fat guys. Uh, fat shaming is uh, next in line, Bob. You think so? Oh, it's, it's already out there. You're not allowed to fat shame. You're not allowed? Well, no. I, I, somebody, evidently, some of my Twitter followers have missed that. <laughs> they missed the memo, Bob? They missed the memo on that. <laughs> I'm not even fat. I'm down to three chins. Like, come on. <laughs> no, but seriously, that's like, I mean, I, I, I'm wondering, you know, Here's here's what's going to happen. Like when you square up with a guy, you know it's going to be. Do you give me consensual agreement to uh, let's have a fight here on the ice and settle <laughs> our difference? Sign a contract. Okay, before we. I don't know, man. The world's a different. I mean, hockey's so different. I watched the other day when uh, Zadorov absolutely splattered Jack. Eichel. Yeah, he hit him late. Oh, it was a late. It was a cheap, hard, cheap, dirty hit. Over exuberant hit on the best player on the other team, and I thought to myself. Like, I'm an old guy, and I'm out of touch, okay? But you are. all I know is nobody ever hit Gretzky like that. I mean, nobody would have ever have hit Gretzky like that, right? Now, last night, McDavid's going through the slot, and uh, who's the defenseman that caught him in the face with a stick last night for the Rangers? Oh, Brendan Smith. Yeah, Brendan Smith just pow! He punches, basically punches him with a butt end right in the face. I'm thinking... I, like, I, I'm not into separate rules for the Stars, Bob. 
I'm into, I want a game where Brendan Smith says, you know, there's a price to pay yeah. for punching McDavid in the face. I'm with you. I, I'm totally. And you shouldn't run Eichel out of the game by trying to, I'm t- you know, uh, trying to injure him. And, and, and then we I got a that. Department of Player Safety who wants to show because he was a grunt when he played. Oh, I, I don't treat the stars any better, and so we've got a whole bunch of stars suspended this year. And maybe every time they were guilty of something, but in the meantime, there's reasons why stuff like this happens. Mark, I got a, I got a couple texts for you to go here. Just you, you laugh. The Fizzler, who's a, uh, uh, he's he's one of your boys. He's he's he, oh, he's one of my harshest critics. He's deep throat. Let me tell you. Spectre got traded to Winnipeg for two donairs and future considerations. Well, I'd say right now that we won that deal, if that's the case. Hey, Bob, uh, Patrick Line, 29 goals, minus 20. Mark, is he minus 20? Well, Mark wouldn't know because, hey, Spec, there's an invention called a printer. Check it out. You might be impressed. There you go. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, Spec. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Bobby. See ya. That's Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Off to a global news weather traffic update. And when we come back, a guy who's actually had a mic on him in a game and probably said some stuff he probably shouldn't have. Al May on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.